0: hello and welcome to the violin geek podcast i'm your host laurel thompson and today we're looking at a theory behind the flesh and galamian arpeggio sequences this was a blog which i wrote for my violin geek blog it's on my website you can check that out at laurelthompson.com that's spelled l-a-u-r-e-l-t-h-o-m-s-e-n And I have my viola in the studio today, so I'll be demonstrating a few of these arpeggios on that to to bring it all to life. When we move beyond the beginning stages of learning to play the violin or viola and our basic major and minor arpeggio patterns, we quickly start to encounter scale books with more elaborate arpeggio sequences. If you're a violin geek like I am, you might start to wonder, is the order of these arpeggios arbitrary or do they contain some deeper wisdom? will we really come across these arpeggio flows in our pieces? For advancing violinists, the scale methods of Karl Flesch, born 1873 and died in 1944, and Ivan Galamian, born in 1903 and died in 1981, are among the most famous. The Flesch arpeggio sequence, which he states in his introduction is drawn from the work of Otakar Sevček, born 1852 and died in 1934, and which Flesch considers the most practical compilation, offers tonic, minor, and major. First inversion of the relative minor, otherwise known as a minor sixth chord. Second inversion of the subdominant major chord, otherwise known as the 4th chord, and then it's minor. And he follows these up with the diminished and then the dominant seventh arpeggios. We see a similar sequence in the Galamian system, but he gives us a few more patterns to play with. He starts with the tonic minor, moves to the major sixth first inversion, then an augmented sixth first inversion, then a minor sixth first inversion followed by a tonic seventh with a fifth omitted, a major fourth second inversion, a minor fourth second inversion, a tonic major suspended fourth, and finally, the major tonic arpeggio. if that makes your head spin, let's just be thankful we can all enjoy listening to music, whether or not we know how to decipher all the theory behind it or not. It's unfortunate that we can't ask the men who developed these scale methods about their logic surrounding these particular sequences. The best theory to date is that they were taking different notes of a given scale and making arpeggios out of the chords which would still include that tonic or root note. These will be our major tonic, minor sixth, and major fourth chords. In the key of C, for example, these show up as the C, A, and F chords. I should note that an arpeggio is essentially a chord played in a broken fashion. In other words, a string of notes. The C chord contains the notes C, E, G. The A chord has the notes A, C, E. And the F chord contains the notes F-A-C. See how the C shows up in all of these chords? Any other chord built on any other degree, or in other terms, any other note of the scale, in other words, our D, E, G, and B chords in our example key of C, do not contain any C notes. As far as chord progressions go, we might wonder why these sequences leave out important chords like the 5th chord. It's just as important as the 4th chord or even the sixth chord for that matter, and shows up in nearly every piece of music from classical to pop. But following the theory above, in the case of C major, the major fifth chord would be a G chord, which contains the notes G, B, D. No C note there! We'll find and practice that arpeggio with all the other G-based arpeggios. Beyond common notes, both sequences keep the tonic, In other words, that C note in the key of C as the root throughout. And this is the reason we see first and second inversions on some of the arpeggios. And we have minimal changes from one arpeggio to the next. In the flesh sequence, only one of the three notes change as we go between arpeggios. The Galamian pattern only breaks that pattern once, between the tonic seventh and the major fourth arpeggios. Though in this case, the two notes that change walk up to the two new notes. In nice, leading tone fashion, it feels as if our ear was longing for that resolution all along. Such subtle changes foster a sense of connection between the patterns while enhancing their musical sound. One would hope we'd be practicing these with the same musical attention as our pieces, after all. We might still wonder, however, will we actually find these particular arpeggio progressions in music? Are they just acrobatics our teachers say will help us become more musically fit? Surely we will find them all, here or there. But I think worrying about that and keeping tabs misses the point of the exercise. If Flesch and Galamian actually wanted to craft an amazing new violin concerto, they surely would have spent their time on that instead. I suspect that both were primarily concerned with violin technique as they were compiling their scale systems. As far as the goal of creating a flexible and well-rounded violin technique goes, we will encounter all of these arpeggios every day in the form of the intervals they contain and the wide variety of finger patterns they require. And getting these patterns well in tune, with good tone, rhythm, and played through a variety of tempos and bowings with ease is the challenge of a lifetime. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that. And please, again, check out more of my blog at laurelthompson.com, that's L-A-U-R-E-L-T-H-O-M-S-E-N, and you can click on the tab Violin Geek Blog. And you can also check out my Complete Vibrato Mastery course at completevibratomastery.com. I go from the very beginning stages, setting up the left hand and arm for successful vibrato, up through more advanced techniques, like, uh, well, adding, adding vibrato to pieces at different speeds and widths, and um, even some techniques uh, for vibrato in fiddle music and improvisation. So again, that's completevibratomastery.com. And as always, if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for me, you have a topic you'd like me to cover in my blog or on the podcast, please email me at laurel at laurelthompson.com. So that's L-A-U-R-E-L at L-A-U-R-E-L-T-H-O-M-S-E-N.com. And I hope to hear from you. So until next time, happy practicing.